What's good, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the I'm Tell Like a T.I.S. podcast with your host, yours surely, Josh Shields. Got a jam-packed show here for you on the selection Sunday, March 14th, the year 2021. Of course, talk about the NCAA tournament. The 68 uh, teams have been uh, announced. The Get Your Brackets Ready, because for the first time since 2019, we will have uh, NCAA D1 men's basketball tournament to crown a champion. I will that will be the lead here uh here, here today along with some news in the NFL, Tom Brady, Cam Newton, Aaron Jones, Drew Brees and give you a little bit of a uh of a uh, retrospect on uh it being the one year anniversary unfortunately since this coronavirus has been with us and and give my thoughts on uh, Brianna Taylor, who also died a year ago on this day, or there or thereabouts this weekend, I should say, the thirteenth of uh, March to be specific. But uh, we'll get to that later in the program. First things first. First order of business is that it is Selection Sunday. Hallelujah! First, the Selection Sunday since two thousand and nineteen, and good to have college basketball back. Of course, uh, with of course uh, with the pan, the, this March Madness and Wimbledon were the only two, uh, were the only two. I, th- I think maybe another tennis tournament, but the first two to come that come to mind off the top of my head is Wimbledon and tennis, and March Madness were the two uh, major sporting events that got wiped off, clear off the uh, sports calendar in 2020 at the hands of this pandemic. NFL season went on as usual. Uh, Super Bowl did not get pushed back. Uh, yeah, the baseball season started about uh, started about two and a half months uh, later than usual. NBA had a pause in their season. NHL had a pause in their season. College football went on as business as usual. So and so it's really been college basketball is really the big is really been the one major sport where uh, in over 2020 where you didn't have a champion. Uh, crown, but thank God, at least for at least up until now, uh, it looks like that we will go through with the tournament and crown a champion. Uh, technically, the defending champs are the Virginia Cavaliers from 2019, avenging their uh, historical infamous upset when they lost to UM when they lost to a UMBC in 2018. Technically, they are the defending champs. We'll get into all of those teams a little bit later on. Uh, quick programming note. Colin Russo, the son of Christopher Mad Dog Russo, who I've had on in the past. Both of them, I had Colin on back in early December. He will be on the program on Wednesday to uh, discuss the NCAA tournament and give us a little feel of his uh, Wisconsin Badgers as he is a uh, freshman up at uh, University of Wisconsin up in Madison. We'll get him on the program on Wednesday. But without further ado, the brackets have been, or the tournament is set. The brackets have yet are yet to be filled out by, uh, by you guys out there. Uh, just to give you a, just to give you the official twenty twenty one bracket, give you my, uh, give you my two cents and get it moving here. Uh, you have uh, Gonzaga as your number one seed. 
uh, as your number one seed overall in the whole in out of the whole sixty eight. Uh, they are the overall one seed. Baylor, I'll, I'll go one through sixty eight, and then give you the uh, matchups and get going. Gonzaga, the one seed uh, overall, and the one seed in their uh, western region. Baylor, number two. Illinois, number three. Michigan, number four. Alabama, number five. Ohio State, number six. Iowa, seven. Houston, University of Houston, eight. Arkansas, nine. West Virginia, ten. Longhorns, eleven. Jayhawks, twelve. Seminoles, thirteen. Purdue, uh, 14, Oklahoma State, the Cowboys, 15, Virginia Cavaliers, the quote-unquote defending champs, number 16, the Craigton Blue Jays, who cannot throw the ball off the boat into the uh, into the Hudson River against uh, Georgetown on on uh, on Saturday night in the Big East Championship. They are number 17, Villanova, 18, Tennessee, 19, Colorado, 20, Southern California, USC, 21, uh, Texas Tech 22, BYU 23, uh, San Diego State 24, Oregon 25, UConn 26, Clemson 27, Florida 28, LSU 29, lost by, lost 80 to 79 earlier this afternoon, uh, had two chances to win the game with, uh, easily two, uh, little tapping basket deals that did not go in for them as they lost uh, the SEC championship earlier this afternoon to Alabama in an ap- in absolutely heartbreaking fashion. Then number twenty nine Loyola Chicago Sister Jean uh, they make that they make another appearance in the NCAA tournament. They are the thirtieth seed overall. North Carolina thirty one, Oklahoma thirty two, Missouri thirty three, Georgia Tech thirty four, Wisconsin thirty five, Maryland thirty six, Va Tech thirty seven, VCU thirty eight. After getting uh, after losing the, after losing their game to Saint Bona, Bona, Bonaventure earlier this afternoon, who was the 39th, who is the 39th seed, Rutgers at 40, Syracuse at 41, Utah State at 42, Michigan State at 43, UCLA 44, Wichita State 45. Oregon State 46, Georgetown 47, Drake 48, Winthrop 49, UC, uh, UC Santa Barbara 50, uh, Mike and the OC's old stomping grounds, Ohio 51, North Texas 52, Liberty 53, UNC Greensboro 54, Abilene Christian 55, Moorhead State fi- uh, 56, uh, Colgate 57, Eastern Washington 58, 59, Grand Canyon, Cleveland State 60, Oral Roberts 61, Iona 62, Drexel 63, Hartford 64, uh, Mount St. Mary's uh, and Texas Southern 65-66, Norfolk State 67, and Appalachian State 68. Uh, the first four teams out of this uh, NCAA uh, tournament and are designated replacement teams in case uh, on, on, uh, from now until Tuesday if we find out that there are teams uh, that can't go because of, uh, because of the coronavirus are Louisville, Louisville number one, they went 13 and they went 13 and seven, eight and five in the ACC. Uh, they lost to Duke on March the 10th, 70 to fit. They lost to Duke 70 to 56, uh, on, uh, Wednesday, March the 10th. Um, let's, and then the ACC, they went 
eight and five within their own conference behind Virginia, uh, Florida State, Vitek, Georgia Tech, Clemson, and and the uh, Tar Heels in the, the eight and five within their own conference finished better than Syracuse, who Syracuse who made it, NC State, Duke, Notre Dame, uh, Pitt, Miami, Wake, and Boston. College. That's team number. That's team number one. That's on the outside looking in. Uh, team number two was Colorado State. The Rams went eighteen and six, fourteen and four in the Mountain West. They finished third in their conference. Uh, lost on Friday night to Utah to Utah State in their conference tournament, sixty-two to fifty. Uh, they had their third best uh, conference record within the Mountain West at 14-4, and four, a game behind uh, Utah State, who had 15-4 in San Diego State, who made it at 14-3 conference record. They went 18-6 and six, uh, this season. They are on the outside looking in uh, as far as the tournament is concerned. Team number three, St. Louis, and team number four, uh, Ole Miss, who is uh, on the outside looking in at 16-11. and 11. Uh, ten and eight in the, within the SEC, sixth in the SEC uh, standings uh, overall. Bama finished first, won their regular season and conference tournament. Uh, like I said, after mentioned earlier this afternoon, Arkansas finished second. LSU finished third at eleven and six, eighteen and eight overall. Tennessee ten and seven, eighteen and eight overall. Florida nine and seven, fourteen and nine overall. And Mississippi uh, ten and eight. Uh, within the SEC, sixteen and eleven, uh, within their con- within their uh, conference, Missouri, who ended up making the tournament with an eight and eight conference record, sixteen and nine uh, record uh, overall, they ended up making it. Teams like uh, University of uh, Kentucky, the Wildcats, did not, and those are your four teams that are on the outside looking in, and are your replacement teams. If we find out teams test positive for COVID before Tuesday, after Tuesday, uh, those teams will go to the NIT and not play in the 2021 NCAA tournament. Just to give you a little bit on Louisville here, getting back to them, uh, their quad one record uh, was one and six. Part of the reason why they didn't make it because their quad because their quad one record was pathetic. Net rank was 56, strength of schedule was 46, and like and like I said, they lost to they lost to Duke in the uh, second round of the ACC tournament. And Duke, and if you paid any attention to college basketball throughout this uh, throughout this uh, weird season, is that Duke has been a shell of themselves and and uh, have missed the tournament for the first time in over 20 something years, which. Uh, which uh, is you know if Duke, if Duke doesn't make the tournament and you lose to Duke you can't make the NCAA tournament it's as simple as that um, as Louisville as Louisville uh, stays home it looks like and uh, and uh, other teams uh, are in the tournament uh, and I uh, Iona their coach uh, Rick Pitino who used to coach University of uh, Louisville uh, before those things uh, went to hell. Uh, he is in the NCAA tournament. His uh, he's in a, he leads Iona to their first NCAA tournament with him at the helm, and Louisville uh, stays home without Rick Pitino, which is uh, which is uh, funny and I which is uh, funny and ironic. As far as the matchups are concerned, uh, here you go. Uh, 
uh, the first the first round of this tournament. I'll give you the dates here: the nineteenth and the twentieth. That's next Friday, or is this upcoming Friday? Next Saturday, Gonzaga. Like I said, number one, they await the winners of the uh, first four games. Oklahoma, the eighth seed. Missouri, the ninth seed. This is the Western Region now. Craigton, Crankton, uh, fifth. Uh, they're the fifth seed going up against UCCB. Uh, Santa, uh, UC is Santa Barbara. They're the twelfth seed. Virginia, the fourth seed, going up against thirteen seeded, thirteen seeded Ohio. USC going up against. Um, they also await. Uh, they also await members of the uh, of the uh, first of the uh, first four. Uh, Kansas Kansas State goes up against. I get the websites cut off here. Stand by. I'll get you the rest of these matchups in a minute. Stand by. As we uh, move things along here on this selection Sunday, uh, USC awaits the winner of Wichita State and Drake Gonzaga awaits the winner of Norfolk and Appalachian State. Kansas takes one e e w u. Uh, Oregon State goes up against VCU. Kansas is the third seed. EWU is the 14th seed. USC, like I said, is the sixth seed. Oregon, the seventh. VCU, the tenth. Iowa, the second. GCU, the 15th. It's Oregon and VCU. Iowa versus GCU. Uh, and then, uh, and then as we go to the uh, and as we go to the uh, east here, Michigan, they are the number one seed in their region. They await the winner of Mount and Texas Southern. Uh, LSU uh, going up against uh, LSU uh, awaits uh, awaits um, awaits uh, Bona uh, eight seed LSU going up against the nine. Uh, Colorado University of Colorado. They're the fifth seed. They all go up against the Big East champion in uh, Georgetown, who's the twelfth seed. Uh, FSU, Florida State, the fourth seed, going up against UNGC, the thirteenth seed. BYU awaits the winner of Michigan State and UCLA. So it looks like Michigan State, who uh, beat Michigan last Sunday, it looks like it wasn't enough to. Uh, to qualify for the first round, they got to play that uh, first four playing game to go any further. They play UCLA. That game will be played on Thursday. They would be uh, that 11th seed going up against BYU, who's six. Texas is uh, seed number three going up against ACU, who's seed 14. UConn, seed number seven going up against uh, hopefully, uh, my future school in in the uh, University of Maryland Terrapins. They are the tenth seed. Alabama, who is your SEC tournament champions and regular season champions, they are the two seed going up against Iona, who I previously mentioned, who are the fifteenth seed. Uh, and then you go to, and then you go to the, I believe this is the uh, South Division. Yeah, the South Division. Uh, the uh, the Baylor Bears, number one seed in there, and that region going up against Hartford, who's sixteen. Uh, uh, North Carolina going up against Wisconsin, the eight and nine. We'll get uh, Colin Russo's thoughts on that matchup on a Wednesday. Villanova, the fifth seed, uh, going up against uh, going up against uh, number twelve uh, Win uh, Winthrop uh, in the Eagles. Uh, fourth seed Purdue Boilermakers going up against UNT, the thirteenth seed Texas Tech, the sixth seed going up against Utah State, who's the eleventh? Uh, Texas Tech is the sixth. Arkansas goes up against uh, 
goes up against uh, Colgate, who's uh, number 14. Arkansas is the three. Uh, the Gators, number seven, going up against Va Tech, who's the 10. Ohio State, who is the Big Ten tournament champion runner-ups. They are the two seed going up against uh, going up against. O W O O R U, excuse me, who's the 15th seed. And then you go to the Midwest, Illinois, who's your Big Ten uh, conference, or excuse me, your Big Ten uh, tournament champs. They're the number one seed in that region going up against Drexel, Loyola, Chicago. The eighth seed going up against Georgia, uh, yeah, Georgia Tech, the nine. Uh, Tennessee, the fifth seed, going up against Oregon State, the 12th. Oklahoma State, the fourth, going up against Liberty, 13. San Diego State, the sixth, going up against Syracuse, the 11. Virginia, uh, excuse me, West Virginia, I apologize, the three seed, going up against Moorhead State, the 14th seed. Clemson, the seventh seed, going up against Rutgers, the 10th seed. And University of Houston, going up against Cleveland State, Cleveland State, the 15th. And uh, and uh, Cleveland State the fifteen and Houston is seed number two, and that is where you stand. First round dates are uh, are March nineteenth and twentieth. That is a that is a Friday. That's a neck this that's this slash uh, next upcoming uh, Friday and Saturday the nineteenth and the twentieth. Second round is the 21st and the 22nd. That's next Sunday and Monday. A little different this year. Typically, it's the first. Uh, the uh, The first round is uh, Thursday, Friday, and the second round is Saturday, Sunday. Uh, the Sweet 16. Uh, the Sweet 16. It's the 27th and the 28th. That's uh, Passover slash Palm Sunday. The uh, last weekend in March, the 27th and the 28th. That's Sweet 16. Uh, so that will be that week. So that so that'll be the uh, the one regular quote unquote. That'll be the uh, or check that the uh, elite eight. Do I have that read correctly? The twenty uh, seventh and the the twenty seventh and the twenty eighth, twenty ninth, and thirty. So they have a weekend. Let me make sure I get this right. The twentieth and the twenty second, and then you have the twenty. Uh, and then you have the 27th and the 28th and the 29th and the 30th. So so it looks like that final four, if I have this read properly, it looks like that the final four will be, uh, will be the only week, will essentially be the only weekend where you'll have those games on that Saturday. If I have this read correctly, the Sweet 16 and the Elite are from March 27th to uh March 27th to March 30th which is a Tuesday and the first and second round runs from March 19th to March 22nd that's Friday to Monday and uh the final four is the 3rd which is a Saturday and then the national championship game is that fr- is that Friday or excuse me is that Monday on April the 5th all of these games are going to take place relatively uh, within the uh, Indian within the Indianapolis Indiana area, the little uh, bubble thing, uh, a la the NBA, you know, so they get these games in and complete the tournament without guys getting sick. And the rule is, you know, if team if teams get sick enough to the point where they can't start a full roster, they're out. The team that they were scheduled to play, they move on. The team that gets sick, uh, ha- the team that gets sick has to has to uh, has to uh, go bye bye and kiss their national championship. 
uh, and kissed her national championship hopes goodbye. That's how they're doing it. Gonzaga, number one uh, team in the country. They are undefeated, trying to do something that hasn't been done, I believe, since the 76 uh, Indiana Hoosiers did, and that's uh, win a national championship uh, undefeated. Win the national championship undefeated. So that'll be an inter- So that will be an interesting uh, watch. Um, Jawan Howard's Michigan Wolverines. Uh, they they looks like they'll have an uphill battle. That is uh, in the, when they lost, of course, uh, Isaiah Livers to a foot injury. That looks like it might end his season. Um, oh, Michigan. They have the buy, They have the uh, buy. Of course, they await the winner of uh, Mount and Texas Southern. Things could get tricky in the second round. They could end up. They, you know, it looks like they probably could play LSU. And then once they get to that Sweet Sixteen, uh, you know, they could play Colorado, Georgetown. Uh, FSU, you name it. So, and then of course, and then you know, if they get to the Elite Eight, you know, they can run into Iona, Bama, UConn, Maryland, Texas, BYU, or even Michigan State and or UCLA or Texas, Texas, if they get that far. Uh, George, uh, George, uh, excuse me, Gonzaga has just been, you know, their conference is again, it's a weak conference, so they. So they, unlike any other team, really depends on their on depends on doing well with their out of conference games. Uh, they took care of business against Kansas, Auburn, West Virginia, Virginia, Iowa. They they are looks like Gonzaga again depends to see what they do come uh, tournament time. But it looks like that uh, that Gonzaga will be a force to be reckoned with in the in the tournament. Uh, and then of course you got and then of course you have. Um, and then, you have, of course, you have Colgate, who many people are saying might be the Cinderella team this year. Alabama, who uh, relies on their three-point shooting, um, which, uh, which, uh, and of course, Alabama, like I said earlier this afternoon, won 80-79 to against LSU in the SEC Tournament Championship game um, on a Sunday. They are, over, they are very reliant on the three. And typically, teams that that live and die by a three-point basket, like teams that live and die by the home run in baseball, they're going to be games and going to be nights. Uh, look at the uh, Houston Rockets as a perfect example. Going to be nights when that three-ball is not going to fall, and they are going to be in uh, in a heap of trouble uh, if they can't learn to adapt and uh, and uh, change their play style uh, on the fly. Uh, Georgia, Georgetown, like I said earlier, absolutely destroyed Crankton, who could, who again were pathetic offensively on Saturday night. Give Patrick Ewing all the credit in the world, having his uh, guys and his team ready to play as they were crowned big, uh, the Big East uh, tournament champions on uh, Saturday night. So that is where you stand as far as the college basketball landscape is concerned if you are interested in my i won't read them out for you word for word but if you are interested in my 2021 march madness bracket follow me on twitter at the j shield i tweeted it out three hours ago at the time of recording this has been three hours i gave you every single one of my picks from the first from the first round all the way to the final four in the national championship game is pinned to the top of my profile. So go ahead and check that out at the J Shield for yours truly's uh bracket predictions. 
Uh, we'll get, like I said, Colin Russo. He will be on the program on Wednesday to, to discuss this in depth. I, of course, will talk NCAA tournament throughout the month of March heading into the uh, Wednesday, which is the 7th of April, the Wednesday after the uh after the national championship you will get uh you will get some uh, ample time of college basketball mixed in uh, other other uh, topics in sports such as will be baseball come April, come uh, early April uh NBA of course if there's some of note I need to talk about in the NBA which during this time of the year takes a back seat to uh college basketball then of course uh then of course NFL draft but by that time the College basketball will be over with, but you know, if Russell Wilson gets traded or if it's a big big time trade or big time release or something, I'll talk about that. Um and then uh and then you know, and just uh talk to you guys about what's happening in the world of sports. Speaking of the NFL, they are the gift that keeps on giving. Any single and every single time I want to, you know, let the NFL marinate and let it, you know, uh and just uh, leave it be and and leave it alone and just uh, not and try not to think about it or talk about it and depend too much upon it for show content. There's always new NFL news every single time you turn around. But and no wonder the NFL is is uh, the most popular and the biggest sport here in America. Uh, got some news as far as Tom Brady, Cam Newton, and Aaron Jones. I got to get to plus Drew Brees coming up right after this. Welcome back to the Amatelakitaias podcast. Switching gears now to the NFL because there is some news that I have to uh, get on the board and address here. Uh, and these and the, and these are as far as free agency is concerned. Take a break, then give you my thoughts on Drew Brees who announced his retirement today. Uh, Tom Brady earlier this past week uh, signed a contract with Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, tying him to the Bucks through the 2022 season, um, and it's helped save the Buccaneers 19 million dollars against the cap this year, trying to uh, keep the band back together as Brady called it on his, uh, or excuse me, as Brady said on his Instagram. This deal was done on Friday, on uh, this past Friday, um, which is why, and I, the reason why I didn't do a uh, episode for you guys on Saturday, because I knew Selection Sunday was today, so why, pretty, you know, so just, you know, do an episode on Selection Sunday and and, uh, and work your way over from there. Um, Chris Godwin got the franchise tag with Tampa, inside linebacker Levante David, two-year extension, so it looks like the Buccaneers are trying their best uh, to, as uh, Tom said, keep the band back together and make it uh, two in a row, Super 
Super Bowl appearances for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Listen, look, as you all know, I'm on the I'm on the Brady train now uh, with the TB12 T-shirt, the supplements, the high the uh, electrolytes. Follow Brady on Twitter and Instagram. I'm I'm Brady guy now. Now that doesn't mean that my opinions of him have changed in the past. It's just that I've just come around to liking him and being. And being okay, I guess you can say a fan of him now. Uh, so you know, and uh, he doesn't play in the AFC, so he can so he can dominate the he can dominate the NFC to the cows come home. I could care less. My team's in the AFC now, so which is part of the reason why you know my uh, you know when when you break yeah, I come to realize this when Brady and Belichick were together, I couldn't stand them. The whole uh, the Patriots couldn't stand him. Made me sick. But when Brady went to Tampa and Belichick's on his own and Brady's on his own, I love them both. I love I love Belichick now being all by him, all by his lonesome in New England, and I and I and I like and I like love Tom Brady and I like Tom Brady now with uh, with you know with Tampa. You know him 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 leaving him leaving the Patriots is the best thing that he's ever done. As far as gaining fans are concerned, because because he's fun, he's he's likable, he's more embraceable now than he ever was with New England, and then with Belichick, you know, you, you come to you come to appreciate the genius of Belichick and his quirkiness and his personality and everything. So it's the best thing that ever happened for a guy like me that couldn't stand those two together is the fact that is the fact that they split apart. I love Belichick, and then. And then you know Brady's gone. I like Brady, so it's it's a little side note, just me personally that I've uh, that I've picked up on. But I mean, what would you know? I mean, Tom Brady in Tampa. I mean, never been more likable. Bill Belichick by himself in New England, never been more likable. You know, and Brady's still winning, but as long as they're not winning together, not a part of the toxic. New England Patriots, and I'm starting to come around the corner with Bob Kraft too. It's like ever since, it's ever since Brady threw the interception against the Titans in the Wild Card games. What now? Two seasons ago, I, I, I've been all I've been. I like Kraft now. I like Belichick now, and I like Brady now. Weirdest thing. But they're looking to run it back. They can do they as long as Tom Brady wants to play football, keeps on playing the Super Bowls. I'm that I'm like don't hate appreciate phase with Brady now. So if he wants to, my team is going to be by my the Bengals will be in the Super Bowl. It's safe to say by the time Brady retires, whenever that might be, the Bengals uh, will be in the Super Bowl post uh, Tom Brady is you know post Tom Brady retirement so I don't have to worry about anything not to mention he's out of my conference you know so we don't have to so I don't have to worry about you know playing him you know have to worry about playing him and him competing for the AFC and I'm a fan of an AFC team I don't have to worry about that he's the NFC's problem now so he and Shaquille Barrett and and uh, you know they they can run it back to the cows come home I could I could care less I Hey, more more pay, more power to you. Brady's replacement up in New England, formerly of the NFC and Cam Newton, he came back. He decided to, the Patriots decided to bring him back on a one year deal. Doesn't guarantee, of course, the fact he's going to be the starter, but you know, he'll be that bridge if if the Patriots draft someone in this upcoming draft. Or he'll just be the guy that if the Patriots can't get a quarterback this past offseason, they'll 
they'll give Cam the benefit of the doubt considering that he was playing more, he was playing phenomenal football up until the uh, Kansas City game in September when he tested pot when he tested uh when he tested positive for uh, for COVID, so they'll basically you know not with not a regular off season, not a regular training camp. So the Patriots or Belichick, because he's the one that pretty much made the deal. He looked at it, you know, Cam isn't guaranteed the starting job. He's not guaranteed that he's going. You know, he's not guaranteed. You know, he's not guar- He's not the QB one. You know, for week one, sitting here on March fourteenth, but. If we draft a quarterback that we think is going to be a project or we somehow don't get a quarterback once this offseason is over, we're willing to give Cam the benefit of the doubt benefit of the doubt considering that it wasn't that he was signed that he was signed, you know, late he, that he that he didn't have an, essentially an entire whole off season to prepare. He got I think he got signed in like July, August, somewhere around training camp was either about to begin or had already started. Um, and again, wasn't normal because of because of COVID because of uh, COVID, and he was playing lights out, phenomenal football up until uh, up until around that Kansas City game where he got sick and if you want and I'll give you his uh, numbers in those in uh, early in the season where he played as he played uh, it's going to he he didn't put up Mahomes numbers but the way Cam Newton plays the game he doesn't need to put up Mahomes numbers it still uh was very good he still put up very good numbers uh 15 19 15 for 19 155 yards passing this was week 1 against Miami uh, through four, uh, through four, uh, I don't want advanced passing. Jeez, it's pro football reference. I don't want advanced, guys. I want, I want, that's what I want. Okay, there we go. Now we're cooking with gas. 19 for, 15 for 19, like I said, 78 completion percentage for Cam, 195 yards passing, did not turn over the football. That was week one against Miami when they won 21-11. Week two, even though they lost, uh, even though they lost and Kim got stopped, uh, got stopped in the red zone to end the game. They lost to the Seahawks by five, 35-30. This game, this game, quite honestly, this game is as great. Can't I have not. Up until this game, I had not seen Cam Newton play as great a game as he played in Week Two. Uh, you know, great, as great as game that he played back in Week Two. I'm a, since his like since his MVP season at least, he was thirty for forty four, sixty eight completion percentage, threw for three hundred and ninety seven yards, threw a touchdown, had an interception, but threw a touchdown, uh, threw a touchdown in the game and ran for. I have his rushing numbers. Yes, I do. Ran for 75 yards. Ran for 75 yards on 15 carries and, and ran for two touchdowns. So he scored three. So no, wait. That's the. Uh, do I have that? No. Okay. He ran for two touchdowns, 47 yards rushing on 11 carries in the Seattle game. So he scored three touchdowns, had a completion percentage of near 70, and nearly threw for 400 yards. Now, granted, the Seattle Seahawks defense was pathetic in the in the front half of the season this past uh, this past uh, year, 
But that is as good, and I understand they lost, but that, that game was as great a ball game as I, as I could ever recall Cam Newton playing in quite some time back in week two on September the 20th. And then September the 3rd against the Raiders, he was 17 for 28, threw for 162 yards, a touchdown, and an interception, and, uh, and uh, didn't do very much on the ground. And then... Then he tests positive for COVID, and then his, and then his season goes downhill from there. You know he did not he did not throw it from that from that uh, uh, Raider game on the twenty seventh of September. He he went he went one he went excuse me he went one two three four games without a touchdown pass. His, after the Raider game in week three, he he did not th- he had not thrown a touchdown pass in a football game since week three against the Raiders in September. The next time he threw a touchdown pass in a game was November the fifteenth on that Sunday night game in a monsoon against the Ravens, which they won twenty three seventeen, which temporarily saved their season. And in that stretch, we did not throw a touchdown. He combined for he combined for three fumbles. And five interceptions in that stretch in that stretch from October to early November. So the Patriots are going to look at it and give Kim the benefit of the doubt because of because he had coronavirus when he essentially was flying high and it appeared that he got his groove back. And they're going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he did not have a regular off season and he was and the Patriots essentially. You know, for slang terms, he signed him. He signed him and picked him off, the, and 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 in and, and the Patriots signed him and picked him up off the street. So, so the Patriots going to give him the again, not guaranteed a starting job, but if they can't find the starter, they're willing to give Cam another shot in two thousand and twenty one. And and quite and quite honestly, if I'm New England, they need to you know draft Kyle Pitts the tight end out of out of Florida or something. Get get Cam an offensive weapon that can be a safety net uh, if he is indeed the starter in two thousand and twenty one. And also just get and also just you know the Patriots in general they need you know they need weapons they need uh, offensive targets because that has been a because that has been a complete. Uh, Achilles' heel of theirs over the last a few years is is the lack of targets on the offensive side and the lack of weapons on the offensive side of football. Speaking of offensive weapons on the uh, speaking of weapons on the offensive side of the football, the Green Bay Packers agreed uh, earlier earlier today, as a matter of fact, to uh, re-sign Aaron Jones, who got cut earlier this week, but. It looks like that they uh, took care of business with him with an extension. Uh, four years, $48 million with a $13 million signing bonus for Aaron Jones, star running back out of Green Bay. He had a uh, vet, he rushed for over 1,000 yards th- in this past 2020 season and scored nine touchdowns for Green Bay. Um, in, 20, in 2020, average, average five yards. Uh, average five and a half yards a carry. Uh, had an absolutely phenomenal season, uh, and had and had over a thousand, and also had a, over a thousand yards. Uh, had over a thousand. Excuse me. Had uh, I'm looking at his career stats. Uh, he had 355 yards receiving on 47 receptions. Scored two touchdowns receiving. 
ran for over a thousand yards. He's had two back-to-back thousand-yard seasons in 2019 and in 2020. Coincidentally, the Green Bay Packers have both made it to the NFC Championship game in both of those years. 2019 had a phenomenal season, uh, ran for 16 touchdowns. His touchdown totals in 2020, even though his yards were up, his touchdown numbers decreased from 16 to uh, nine. Of course, uh, has the big part has a, a big part of it is the fact that Aaron Rodgers, the league MVP, was slinging the rock left and right, which probably also a little had something to do with it. Uh, if you're the Green Bay Packers, your big you know your big problem is uh, you know you got the offensive talent. You know, with Aaron Jones and Lazard and and Devontae Adams and, of course, Aaron Rodgers, who's the MVP, your problem is coaching. Matt LaFleur, do not trust him. Uh, You know, again, kicking the field goal, kicking the field goal when you're, you know, kicking the field goal when I think they were down either. When they were down eight, if I have that correctly, kicking a field goal down eight with less than two minutes, with about two minutes and change to go. Going up against the GOAT, Tom Brady, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who had been flying throughout that entire uh, post, throughout that entire uh, playoff uh, proceedings. I don't, you know, their their run defense is horrendous. Their defense is not that good. They let Mike Pettin go once their season was over, and I don't trust the coach. But they got Aaron, but they're going to be all right offensively. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Lazard, Valdez, Scantling, uh, Devontae Adams, the Green Bay Packers should be in good shape. When it comes to the offensive side of the football, their problem is is their coach is their coach going to. To get them to the promised land, and is their defense going to let them down? Because those are the two things that that uh, prohibited the Green Bay Packers from participating in Super Bowl Fifty Five over a month ago was their head coaching decisions and their defense. That is what came back to bite the Packers in the ass in this past two thousand and twenty NFL season. Take a break, Drew Brees. Now to his retirement. Give you my two cents on that. Coming up, back after this. Welcome back to the Amatelic TIS. Come, uh, come back. I'm looking at Drew Brees' Amatelic TIS podcast. I apologize. Lord have mercy. Drew Brees, speaking of which, announced his retirement earlier today. Uh, 20 seasons, 19 years in the National Football League, spanning uh, 2001 to 2005 with the San Diego Chargers, and then from 06 to 2020. With the New Orleans Saints, it was on this date 2006 where Drew Brees signed with the Saints, and now on this date in 2021, his kids rather not even much. He put out a video of his kids telling him that Drew Brees was himself was going to uh, was going to hang it up. Uh, played until he was 41. 
years of age, of course, won the Super Bowl championship with the Saints in 2009, played in many of, of uh, NFC championship games for, with the Saints his first year there in 06, 2009, of course, two, and then 2018, the infamous game against the Rams in 2000. And uh, 18. So play. He went one and two in uh, NFC Championship games. One and zero oh in Super Bowls. Uh, had did not play the fulls uh, in. Did not play the entire season in 2019 and in 2020. Missed time both years due to uh, due to injury. Uh, had a had you know had a completion percentage of about seventy percent. There were t- there were times throughout the season, you know, in the Raider game especially, and then and then you saw as the season went on that Drew Brees, you know, he you know if if you know unless he calls it unless he calls it quits himself, it will you know he will have a very ugly ending to his career when you'll just see his playing ability just crash and burn and hit the wall. He had a 70% complete percentage in 2020 through for uh, 2,942 yards, 24 touchdowns, six interceptions, still a very good season uh, by Drew Brees. Uh, set all, has sort all sorts of Passing records, he's got 36 comebacks, 53 game-winning drives, has played in, uh, standby, has played in 18 playoff games, 13-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, 2004 AP comeback, uh, comeback player of the year. Uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year Award in 2006, of course, with his work with Katrina, won Offensive Player of the Year in 2011, uh, and then of course um, is a uh, one is a uh, one-time NFC and Super Bowl champion, uh, has won the division for the Saints many a time, uh, has a uh, has a record all time, and you know if you care of one tw- of one seventy two and one fourteen sixty seven percent complete percentage for his career, thrown for over eighty thousand yards, uh, or oh, and over five hundred seventy five seventy one touchdown passes and two hundred forty three uh, interceptions throughout his career. Uh, Drew Brees, of course, first ballot Hall of Fame, all time great. Without a doubt, is the top 10 in the history of the sport? No, because, again, with the one Super Bowl and with the one Super Bowl and and not that many All-Pros and lost many of playoff games, especially at home, uh, Tampa Bay, of, co- of course, Tampa Bay over this past season, and then the Rams where he got outplayed by Jared Goff and lost to Kirk Cousins in 2019 in a wild-card round. Uh, and has lost playoff games uh, and lost a playoff game to Seattle in 2010, the year after they won the Super Bowl. Lost a playoff game to Alex Smith in 2011. Uh, lost another playoff game uh, to the Seahawks in 2014 in the divisional round in Seattle's uh, repeat NFC champion repeat year. Uh, and then of course, uh, and then lost, uh, and then of course got un, and then of course got unlucky with the Minneapolis miracle play against the Saints in 2018. So he's lost many a playoff. He's lost many a playoff games. You know, if you look at it, you know, 39 to 60, 65 percent completion percentage, two touchdowns. 
I get on paper you can say that that loss and not his fault against San Francisco did turn over the football did turn over the football twice uh and then the Seattle and then the Seattle game and you know good but not good enough in 2014 at 2017 against uh, Minnesota where he got unlucky he did turn over the football twice and his complete percentage uh isn't you know doesn't blow you away but uh, got unlucky should have won that ga- got got unlucky should have won that game in 2018 no excuse in, in uh, the 18 championship game where he just got outplayed by Jared Goff and they you know threw an interception which costed them the game that uh, gave the Rams great field position and kicked the game winning field goal and overtime was just Pitiful and had a chance to seal the deal for the Saints in that game, despite the horrific non-call by the officials. Uh, had a chance to put the game away and just couldn't do it. He was 26 of 40, uh, 249 uh, uh, passing yards, two touchdowns, and an interception in that game, which was the costly one in overtime. Uh, did not deliver the goods. That was a Bad performance by Breeze. I got outplayed by Goff in that game in 2018. And then got outplayed, he only, even though he nearly had an 80% complete percentage, he was not great. Got outplayed by uh, Kirk Cousins in 2019. Wildcard weekend through for 208. One touchdown and one interception in the game. Got sacked three times. And then... You know, played uh played decent against Chicago back in January, and then against uh, Tampa, nineteen to thirty four, fifty five percent completion percentage through three interceptions, and was just an absolutely eye sort of watch. Worst playoff game he Drew Brees ever played was that game against uh the Bucks uh back in uh back in January in the divisional round. But Drew Brees wish him all the best in his later endeavors. He retires after. 20 seasons, 19 years in the National Football League, spending 2006 to 2020 with the New Orleans Saints. He, of course, will be a first ballot Hall of Famer uh, into Canton come 2026, if I have that uh, written correctly. Take a break. Get to uh, give you my uh, thoughts on this pandemic as we reach a year into it and uh, some other things. We'll be back. I'm telling it to you, it's podcast. Welcome back to the Um Telica TIS podcast. Switching gears now to something off topic to uh, close out the show. And that is uh, two things. It's the anniversary of two things. One, 
of course, and you know, it's and you probably know it and see you're just filling in the blanks while you listen to this that been one whole year since essentially the whole country, the whole world was shut down, you know, no concerts, no plays, no sports, no nothing. It was just sit in your house and think about your life uh for roughly what, three and a half, four months. Uh, with uh, the coronavirus, NBA shut down. March Madness was canceled. Spring training uh, was uh, canceled. Golf, uh-uh. Tennis, uh-uh. M- uh, NHL, uh, say goodbye. I mean, it was just, and it's just crazy how we've just, been, how we've essentially had to deal with this and have been living through this for the past year. I mean, it, it seems like it was only yesterday where this virus essentially was here and the Maryland, state of Maryland sent out an order. You know, of course, I was a, a senior in high school when this pandemic started. And by the time it and by the time it ends for good, I'll probably most likely be a, a, a college sophomore, if not, uh, if not already uh, a, um, a uh, college senior or excuse me, a college freshman. But I can remember like it was yesterday when the uh, state of Mar- when the state of Maryland sent out that uh, sent out that two you know where the schools were shut down for two. I can just remember leaving as I was pulling out the parking lot uh, at our at my uh, at my high school. I can just remember saying to myself, "God knows when the next time you know." Everyone was like, "Oh, two weeks, we'll be back." I I know and. And I, but you know, and I kind of thought that that you know we'd be back sometime around April or May that this would just blow over and then okay fine. I you if you would have told me this would have been would have lasted a whole year I would I wouldn't have believed you on March twelfth March thirteenth twenty twenty. But I I remember saying to myself I don't know when and Lord knows when the next time I'll see this place again. And to be quite honest with you, I've only seen it since that day. I've only been at that school twice. Once to get my tux fitted, and then another time for my graduation, and the second time was to drop off my tuxedo. I have not been at that building since, or twice since. And I never again will walk into that building as a high school student ever again. Senior year too, which was, which, which, you know, if it had not for this pandemic, I would have graduated on my 18th birthday, which would have been, which would have been something special. But I just, and then the, the half a million people that have died at the hands of this, you know, some of it, some of it is people's own stupidity, not wearing a mask, not hand washing, not distancing, not taking this thing seriously. You know, they are, you, you go, you go and read the news. You'll find, you'll find about a, a decent group of people that essentially committed in involuntary, involuntarily, uh, su- committed involuntary suicide, you know, thinking that this thing was a hoax or thinking it was this, that, and the other went around and, and screwed around and caught the virus and ended up dying from it. And then you can, you know, and then, and then. And then you know, and then you can find excuse me the uh, large amount of people who have died from this because of inept because of inept government, whether it's from the state level, the federal level, with the ex president. You can you can find examples. 
you know, of of people dying because of because it because it was because it wasn't handled properly from the start like it should have been, and all the lies and the deceits and the and the fabrications. I mean, oh my God, be all night talking about it, but it's it, you know, and then so many people that lost their jobs and got furloughed and. Small business owners that'll never see their business again, and those who are still blessed enough to have them, that you know, they gotta find a way to, to come back and to and to revive their. Oh my, it's just been a complete, it's been a complete mess. And then not to mention people, you know, suffering with depression and going back into drugs and alcohol abuse and and domestic violence. It's just been a complete cesspool of unfortunate. Uh, sets of circumstances for for the state of humanity as a whole, and it's it's just been nuts, you know. People that have died, you know, people who have lost their jobs, people who have lost their homes. I mean, it's just people have lost their homes. Excuse me. It's just been it's been it's been crazy. It's just been absolutely. Cra- and, you know, for me to be sitting in, you know, to be essentially, for the most part, stuck in my house for the, the greater part of a whole year's time and not seeing a large sum of my family and not having seen a large sum of my family members for a year, if not two, because of because I see them, you know, in a cert, come certain parts and times of the year. It, it's 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 damning and it's crazy, you know, but. I guess you can say find a silver lining is that it looks like that this pandemic is, you know, that we are on the quote unquote back nine of this pandemic that people that Americans getting vaccinated by the millions. And it looks like that this thing soon enough, whether it's at the end of 2020, whether it's, uh, whether it's this, whether it's this summer or at the end of 2021 or the beginning of 2022 this pandemic will be in our re- will be in our rearview mirror and ju- and you know if you want to take anything out of this is that that it's just been encouraging knowing that this pan- that knowing that the worst of this pandemic lord willing is uh is behind us and it's just been this a crazy, ridiculous set of set of circumstances that's taken place over the past year. I mean, me having to do shows for you guys with no live sports on was nuts during the spring. During during the spring, which next to the fall is the busiest time of the of the of the year in the sports calendar. March Madness. NBA season coming down the stretch, playoff push for that. Then NBA playoffs come around, and and uh, the NFL draft still happened. But you know, not having baseball for all of April and all of uh, May and all in all of June for a good part of July. I mean, it was, it was, it was crazy. And then, ha- and then essentially, you know, September, October coming along, you got everything: playoff, ba- playoff baseball, uh, playoff baseball, playoff NBA basketball, NBA finals, World Series, uh, and then of co- and then of course the NFL and college football seasons went on as usual. You know, some play, you know, and in, in some places with uh, you know baseball not having any fans up until they got to those bubbles in Texas and and. Uh, Football, 
for the most part, not having not having a foot in NFL for the most part, not having fans for the most part, not all, but for the most part, it's, it's you know the front end of the season, especially. Um, and then college football, the same thing. It's just college basketball, not having any fan. It's just just it's just been crazy, really crazy. You know, me doing show and not and having no live sports to talk about. I mean, you look back on it and you ask yourself, how in the hell did we make you through that period from from mid-March to mid-July with no sports? I mean, it, it, I, mean it's, I mean, the last dance helped, the NFL draft helped, but there was only so much there, there was only so much juice you could get from those from those two events. I mean, it, it was crazy. I mean, it, it it really, and then just and then just the human element of it. Oh my goodness! So, tell you something, it's something I'll never forget. I mean, the fact that it, it's been a whole year into this thing, it's it's hard to believe, but at the same time, it isn't because it feels like that it's been it's been five years wrapped up into one, and then and then the other part of it seems like that you know that you know you th- remember like it was yesterday. When when the world when essentially the world and humanity, if not as a whole, was changed forever. So it's just just been absolutely nuts, absolutely nuts. And then, and then to make things worse, not worse, but um, but uh, you know, another. You know, another heartbreaking anniversary is the fact that, you know, that it was around that there was this day off. It was the date March thirteenth of, of you know of last year when Breonna Taylor was killed, and the fact that there still have been you know that all you had, all, the only charges you had was wanton and you know wanton endangerment and not and not murder. You know, then they just got it through their heads that you know dropping the charges. Uh, against Breonna Taylor's boyfriend, and now he's seeking a federal lawsuit against the Louisville uh, Police Department uh, for it. When you know there were charges against him that were evidently dropped uh, about a about a few days ago. It's just been, oh, it's and no and no justice for her. You know, it's just you know, and I've went off on a situation with her and and. When all of this broke down in the spring and summer last year, it's just been absolutely just heartbreaking and traumatic. You know, the offices not being dealt with and and the system. And then you got people like, you know, Daniel Cameron, that 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 joke, that clown, that C.O.O.N. of a human being. You know who's 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 doing these guys is bidding. You know, uh, you know, nothing more than a tap dancing coon, as the people in my community like to call it. It's sitting. You know, who's the attorney general in Kentucky? You know, letting these assholes is part of the problem and part of the reason why these assholes are getting off. Excuse my French. It it's just been. Mar- 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 uh, fair to say March 13th is unless your birthday is on that day you know March 13th odds are is not going to is not uh, your favorite is March 13th of 2020 unless it was your birthday that day uh, odds are safe to say that it wasn't your favorite day of days 
that was on, uh, you know, around this time, Saturday, 2020. It's just been just heartbreak after heartbreak after disbelief after mind-numbing event. You know, with the and the fact those two anniversaries just hit you right in your heart like that is just is just is is is, is crazy and, and 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 damning when you really think about it. When you really think about it, it's just been it's been nuts, absolutely positively nuts. But Lord willing, justice uh, will happen for Rihanna Taylor and her memory and her uh, and her family and her friends and her loved ones and Lord willing the and hopefully and it looks like that the worst of this uh, pandemic is behind us. But what you do, you go to bed and you and him and you wake up and you try to live your life and pray to God that uh, that merciful days are ahead. And that's what I certainly. Uh, try to do with mine. And that wraps up your show. This has been another episode of the Amatelic Italians podcast. If you like what you heard and new to the program, please subscribe. Follow your boy on Twitter and Instagram at the J Shield and show on Instagram at Amatelic underscore it ti at Amatelic underscore podcast and the show on Twitter at Amatelic underscore it ti is it's your boy Jai Shields. Talk to you Wednesday with Colin Russo. Stay safe. Be blessed. Y'all stay. Y'all take care.